Welcome to This Is What We Learned This Week. Uh, actually, can we just, can y'all all say your names? Because I have no idea yeah, how no, to say them. Um, my name is Jerrica Rulo. I'm Anika Hamad. I am Briar Anderson, Steely's instructional designer. And this, ah, uh, all right. Is it okay? Can you take that bit where they say their names and then just cut to me? I'm Ryan Harp. I'm a Steely student partner. And then can you take like this next bit where I reintroduce the show? Welcome to This Is What We Learned This Week, where we talk about what we learned this week. Hi, Steely student partners. We're so excited to have you here with us today to talk about what you learned this week. So what did you learn this week before Thanksgiving? So much, right? You learned so much in this time before break. (laughs) Um, It was really cool because yesterday um, I'm an international relations major and yesterday I did a presentation about George Kennan. um, And he is basically, he's this cool dude who basically lived in Russia for like 20 plus years, emerging himself in their culture. Okay. Um, and then when he came back to the United States, he he's a United States dis- diplomat, and he advised Washington basically what they should do during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is basically the entire reason why we decided to do the containment strategy versus militarization of our government. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really cool presentation. I just talked about his like life. It was really nice. So I enjoyed that. So cool. learned a little bit about him yesterday. So. Yeah. And gave a presentation, and so you learned, oh, yeah. learned I was so some presentation skills and practice yeah. those like things you're gonna have to do all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I was really nervous just because it was like I, I get really nervous in front of like big crowds sometimes when it t- comes to like talking about information that I should be knowledgeable about like to an expertise level. Okay. Um, so I definitely was a little nervous, but it was cool because I was doing it with my friends, so it made me a little less nervous. So that like nice. partner collaborative mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. yeah. Even as like a professional working it is always helpful to yeah <laughs> give a presentation with someone else mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. i don't have to know everything and it's okay if i forget because somebody else can chime in <laughs> oh yes yes it was lovely <laughs> what um what else did you guys learn uh i was gonna talk about my it's it's such a mouthful the class title it's survey of post-colonial no survey of anglophone post-colonial literature <laughs> it's like an uh, APIA in uh, English class. Okay. And um, we've been like reading post-colonial literature and I've kind of like learned yesterday just like we've been noticing a lot of like magical realism in the books we've been reading and my professor made the point that like you know magical realism in post-colonial literature is a way of uh, expressing yourself in a way that is at odds with Eurocentric literature. So in a way that like Eurocentric literature is more like recording of like, you know, colonial history or whatnot, like magical realism serves as a way to decolonialize the imagination or like decolonialize your mind. Cause like we've been like kind of learning about how you can colonize the land, you can colonize the person's body. You can also colonize the mind. And like mm. these ways of thinking are very entrenched so like just seeing that like in text in literature just how that's a mechanism to like combat that was kind of cool so what what are you reading because i know i know like magical realism is like really popular in latin american yeah that's exactly because the book we're reading right now is by a latin american author what are you reading um it's called like water for chocolate okay yeah i am blanking on her last name is esquivel 
but we also read uh, Midnight's Children by uh, Salman Rushdie, who, and he mm-hmm. takes a lot of inspiration from the Latin American tradition of like magical realism in his book. So I'm, I'm big into uh, Borges. You, you know him? I don't think I do. Oh. Tell me more. <laughs> he just, you know, he was a really interesting writer. He wrote a lot of short fiction. But, yeah. Taking, we don't need to get into that. Taking you out of time and place on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So, I had something. Let me think for a second. Yes, I learned that I have to read War and Peace over winter break. What? <laughs> But there's a really good film adaptation too. Just putting that into the universe. I will. De- I. I mean, I'll definitely look at the films because I'm also a f- I'm majoring in English and film studies. But uh, an English major? I don't yeah. Think I that. I'm very into English, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm My in the. That makes letters. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had. I have to read War and Peace. Well, I registered for its world novel after 1832, okay. and. Uh, I go on Blackboard, and I was shocked to see that I already have a Blackboard page with syllabus. Oh, that's lovely. Available. Does that make you have panic? Because we're not even like there yet. It didn't make me panic. <laughs> it didn't make me panic. So I clicked the syllabus, and uh, it said like it is strongly recommended yeah. that you read yeah. War and Peace over the winter break because it's so long. Because oh. well, yeah, right. Because I think the reading assignments total like at least 100 pages a week. Sure, because Tolstoy's like, hey, yeah. let's do this. So, <laughs> like, well, the class actually only assigns, like, two-thirds of the book, okay. but it's recommended that you read the entire book. Okay. So that's... I mean, what are you going to read the first two-thirds and then not figure out how Yeah. Many, how well, I, I think it's, like, two-thirds, <laughs> but it skips around. Oh, like, okay. I think Maybe it gets stuff. It gets to the end. But, you know, I read Anna Karenina a couple mm. of years ago, mm. and I, I love that book. So also I, a good film adaptation of that. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, I think it's yeah, nightly. The period piece. Love a period drama. She's all... But <laughs> specifically, Kira Knightley is... She has the face... And the acting demeanor to be in period pieces. I mean, pieces. Pride and Prejudice. You know. Excellent movie. Excellent. <laughs> I love that movie. So, are you excited to read War and Peace? Yeah, I, mean, I would... like. It's a thing to tell people you have read like multiple Tolstoy novels. You know, you're like oh. deep into it. Yeah, I would say that I was always gonna read it eventually. So I, okay. I'm not at all like, oh, I gotta do all this winter <laughs> reading. Are you gonna listen to the audio of it? No, it's probably like 97 hours or something. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> I would say that for me, it's usually quicker to just read okay. it. Okay, okay, reading preference like the physical book so you can make notes or are you kindle phone uh, reading well i do i do both i definitely mm-hmm. prefer having the book and it's a requirement for the class to you have the might book be so. my new best friend yeah i i do both because it's just i read too much to own physically own all the sure. books yeah no i disagree because when it comes to like textbooks Oh, textbooks, not. but yeah. that's not the same as like a famous novel that you want to like mean, yeah. get your teeth. It's into. nice because you can't like. I, I, okay, I can agree with that. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, good. I can agree with um, the idea of like it's like an actual like fiction book sure. or something you want to mm-hmm. have in your hands, but like textbooks, I have to have those digital. Okay. Because split screen, yeah. my oh, saving works. grace, in and college. you want to search. Yes, right. yeah. like the Control F, mm-hmm. my saving grace. The only times I buy a book for a class is when I look into the book and know it's a book I want to 
to read and I have been wanting. Like, I bought uh, for a class I took last year on uh, Black Power, uh, I bought Malcolm X's autobiography mm-hmm. and loved it a lot, and I'm so happy I did. <laughs> Satisfying. I mean, for me, when it, 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 a lot of the times it comes down to length because unless the book is split into multiple volumes, I don't want to carry around a 1,400-page sure. volume. Uh, so yeah. War and Peace like, might not be my preference to have it physically, but in this case it's required, so mm-hmm. I, I'll just do it. But, I mean, by the end of the time I'm done with the book, it's going to be so ragged. And <laughs> <laughs> so you learned you have to read War and Peace. Okay, and you're not freaking out. So that's no. good. That's exciting. No. That was like your professor preemptively saying, hey, this might be helpful to you in the six and a half or seven weeks of well, this half off. Yeah, and one of the other assigned readings is Swan's Way by Proust, and I'm reading that right now already. So yeah. Just for fun. Right? Yeah. A little Proust for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I learned yesterday, okay, Yesterday was a faculty development session about accessibility and making courses more accessible for students, specifically in an online environment. We watched part of, of um, one of your films, Ryan. What? About Megan. About Morgan. Morgan, Morgan oh. Sather. Yeah, we watched the piece of that, which was very compelling. I've seen it before, but I don't think all the faculty who were there had seen it. And so it was very compelling. I would say that was the most compelling part of the presentation is making accessibility a little more real, putting a real student face to it instead of just saying like, this is the thing you legally have to do because otherwise we get sued. (laughs) Um, But I learned about, I mean, I knew about Blackboard Ally and I knew that it showed, which you all can't see, but we as instructors um, and faculty support co-educators can see um, the little dials Mm -hmm. that tell us like, your PDF is accessible. It's been OCR'd. A screen reader can read it. Um, but I learned about all the things that Ally can do, which actually you as students can access. Like if you encounter a PDF in a course. The Blackboard Transformer thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, so I you can take it. a PDF, especially if it's already been OCR'd, which is the um, meaning like a screen reader can read it, and you can have it convert to an mp3 so like let's say that you have a three-hour drive to northern virginia this week but you have a bunch of pdfs to read it your screen reader can read Mm -hmm. can read it for you or you can convert it to an mp um, mp3 and have like speed it up it's like 1.1.5 maybe 1.25 depending on how deep it is and it'll read the article to you. I so you take you up on that idea. Yeah. I have a yeah. nice nine hour drive yeah. to Florida. Maximizing so. your time on 95 That's, while you're listening I'm to I'm driving something. seven hours to Ooh. Tennessee oh, this Friday. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow. So, I mean, we just <laughs> got to do that then, I guess. The OCR stuff is interesting because I know that well from high school sure. because oh. I was required to do community service. And what I did for my community service was I would, I worked, I, did volunteer work for Project Gutenberg, which is this database of like out of out of copyright books. And I would take the like just scanned uh, like scans of the books and I would like correct the transcript that yeah. they did automatically. Yes. Right. So the transcripts aren't, especially if, if it hasn't had like human captioning follow up with it, they're not always accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there are lots of tables and stuff if an instructor hasn't gone in and changed the alt text, or again, they're not getting a copy of a text that's been OCR'd like, by someone, a person looking at it. They can be a little wonky, but still, 
That's a tool you guys can use that you have access to. So I learned that. Cool. I didn't know students had access, <laughs> just instructors. I mean, do we have to? That's part of the show. How to connect the dots. College. College Wait. is a place. Yes. <laughs> Where many, many people learn many different things. And many people need different things to help them out. That's like true. helpful accessibilities. And then or being able on top to do that, a presentation yeah. with someone else, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. they have to learn like about the war and the peace. Yeah. The war and the peace. <laughs> Both. Mm. Soviet Union. Oh, yeah, right there. There's yes. a guy. <laughs> yes, if my class leads right up into the Russian Revolution. Uh -huh. So yeah. Yeah. It all it all merges together. I don't know how wow. yours ties it. <laughs> it's just I can also use the accessibility yes, information yes. to read more post-colonial literature. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, good. That was good. Now let's. And post-colonialism is about the end of the wars. So oh yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's mm -hmm. a good point.